feel like Clemson's taking a gamble on you in some regards just because of your lack of head coaching or even coordinator experience? No. And Clemson runs out of the field and celebrates. They come to California and strike gold. If you ask me, I think it's a pretty good bet. And for the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. And Georgia is going to conquer the Crimson Tide. Welcome back, baby, to Bruce Bros Football. Uh, sorry we're late. I've heard I got a lot of texts today about um, you know being a couple of days late, and I just want everybody to know if you you know if you're a fan, you know outside of our friend group, uh, you, you know you're picking favorites between the two of us. It's all Cooker's fault. Um, he's the one that couldn't do it yesterday and the day before, and uh, barely got him here tonight. So yeah, let me give a big shout out to Brian Barry for. <laughs> Going on vacation in Florida and dumping all of his uh, work on me. <laughs> God, I hope he listens. <laughs> um, but uh, glad to be back. Uh, appreciate all the support over this uh, last week, especially man. It's uh, you know it was a really cool turnout on listenership the first week. Listenership's a word, right? Am I using, is that a word? That's a yeah, word. It's got to be a word. It's totally a word. Um, and uh, this past week, you know, just more listens than the first, and that's all you really want when you're doing this. Um, a lot of support. Uh, leave those five star reviews. I've seen a few of them, um, and you know, give us some feedback, honest feedback, criticisms, whatever, whatever it is. We want to get better and better. Um, I've been thinking about ways to better the show all week. Um, so anything anybody wants to let us know, tweet us, email us, text us if you're a friend. I'm not giving our number out to <laughs> to just anybody. So um, another awesome week college football um it was you know i think it was i think probably week two overall was better just with all the upsets and everything um it's hard to be week two yeah week two was pretty solid but i think we're really about to get to the good stuff maybe not even this weekend but then week five looks really nice yeah um but uh first thing i want to talk about today um so i had urban meyer to nebraska rumors written down as a subject but Seems like that's pretty much fizzled out. So um, I do want to say I, I just don't understand why someone would want to hire that guy right now. Do you – I mean, do you think – what do you think of that? Just the idea of him being a coach again. At this point, I'd rather hire Hugh Freeze. <laughs> see, see, he's he's like packed with all this controversy though, but Hugh Freeze is like – I don't know. It's a different thing because, like, Hugh Freeze, as far as we know, is not a creep, right? Like, he just, <laughs> just just likes to pay guys or whatever all that stuff happened was, right? So, um, yeah, but I, exactly. I just think it's wild that there was even a rumor. Um, if but, you're going to do it, it makes more sense in college. And I think he made that very clear with his stint in Jacksonville. Yeah, but no I doubt. still think you just stay away from him regardless. Yeah, yeah you just avoid him. I mean, you know, I, I saw – did you see on a – I think it was Big Noon. Is that what they call the Big Ten, like, game day thing? Yeah. They were chanting Urban Meyer's name. <laughs> like, they wanted him. Were, were they in Columbus for that game? I don't, I don't I mean, even know. To I don't... be honest, though, if I was Nebraska, I would probably want him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'd take anything up there right now. Um, but uh, I, something I find interesting is the opening at Arizona State. Uh, I want to cover that real quick. Um Herm Edwards out at Arizona State. Now, I've always just found this job really interesting. Um, 
you know, I thought Herm Edwards did a decent job, had some good players. Uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, Jaden Daniels at LSU came from Arizona State. Um, and just you're in that kind of pocket right there where you've got Texas right over here to the east, and then you've got, you know, Southern California right over here to the west. And I just feel like there's a lot of good recruiting opportunities, and you got to get the right guy in there. Um, Being in the Pac-12, you're in a very winnable league too. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of – it seems like every year the Pac-12 now is like – you know, there's this one team that pretty much just has a golden path to the playoff, and they still haven't Somehow done they still it. Mess yeah. it up. <laughs> I think what Washington made it once, right? They made it in like 2015, I think. Sounds right. Pretty sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I find this job interesting. Uh, I wanted to run through um, just a few names that I just think would probably be a good fit. Uh, one of them is Hugh Freeze. <laughs> um, I mean, the dude succeeding at, at Liberty. Um, I mean, it, his coaching ability was never a question. It was just the controversy and the way he was going about things. Um, you know, I think you get some really good players at Liberty. You can get some really good players at Arizona State. Um, did you get some names down for this? or? No, but Hugh Freeze, I think he's serving his full sentence at uh, Liberty and looking for an SEC job when he decides to jump. So you think he'd go, come back to the SEC? Yeah, so I think um, Brian Harson mm-hmm. is is soon to be out of the door. I have him written and down. Why would why would Auburn not hire Hugh Freeze? <sighs> wow. Yeah, see, I had Brian Harson written down for this Arizona State job, and I didn't even really think about – yeah, wow, that's, that's interesting. Uh, then Hugh Freeze just sneak into there and take that job. But see, God, we've heard a lot about it on TV, and I really like it, I think – Harson out, Deion Sanders in at Auburn. That's a big job, but man, I mean, I just something about that just seems right. I don't know why. Um, I just still can't take Deion seriously, which yeah. I mean, he's doing well though. Where I, where yeah. I could really see him is uh, Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be looking for a coach pretty soon too. Yeah, they will be. Um, yeah, I, I, Deion's it's interesting because. You know, I wonder how comfortable he is just coaching Jackson State. Like, y- you get the number one recruit in the nation, and uh, I-, I mean, I don't know. Like, does he? It, when you've worked in the NFL and made just all this money for yourself, you know he's not hurting. And do do you care where you're coaching? Really, are you just happy at that smaller school and just stay there? Do you think that's part of it? I think you wanted the Florida State job. And he took mm-hmm. the Jackson State job at just to make a splash. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Was that was that when Norvell took the Florida State job? Yes. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I remember a little bit of a uh, little rumor about that, but I think he just wanted to say, "Hey, look, I can go over here and I can win and I can recruit." Yeah. You should have taken me. Yeah, I think another name is Dan Mullen. Uh, just really. Yeah, I mean, he's he's never been horrible anywhere he's been he just hasn't been good enough uh, i mean well he was good enough at mississippi state but then he made the jump and then you know uh i don't i don't know about that i mean this what do you is think? <laughs> again i mean going back to south carolina's last coach must champ yeah if you can't win at florida yeah no I, you're right you're right i know but i don't know but at the same time he won it mississippi state was the number one team in the country yeah. under him that Probably will never happen ever again. And I love Mike Leach, man, as much as everybody else. But 
Mississippi State. Oh, we just taking them to the playoffs. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I hope not. Georgia plays them. Give it so. time. Georgia plays them like week 11, I think. <laughs> week 10. So. Maybe, not, maybe not this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the last name, and I only want to say it, is uh, Todd Munkin. I think it's just. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got to be pretty I, mu- pretty high on everybody's list, right? Yeah, I mean, to, to think he's going to be at Georgia next year is. And is that, yeah. I mean, how much of it at Georgia, is it Munkin or talent? Mm. When you have Brock Bowers. Yeah, like he's a unit. You know, all these guys. Yeah, I mean, all these guys are so good. I mean, Munkin, the play calling has been incredible. It's been kind of simple. Few, through the first what three weeks, um, but uh, I mean when he opens it up, he opens it up, and we toss around him. I've never seen us throw the ball around like we are right now, um, so I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean you have a point, but I think that regardless of that, someone's gonna snag him. I just don't you would, see. You would think so, yeah. yeah, I don't see a way he's still here after the season. Um, no, and I mean he's gonna take the he's gonna take a head coaching job and the money and everything with it. Oh yeah, no doubt, as he should. Yes. Um, all right, I wanted to revisit our Heisman top three and see how it. Do we have to? Yeah, let's let's, <laughs> let's do it. Um, yeah, because you had Anthony Richardson at number three, so it was hey, it was overreaction week. You know, I was I probably after the Utah game, I kind of would have put him at like that five spot. So I don't I don't blame you, but man, he is uh, he is not in the top three anymore. Um, and who do you have as your top guy right now? Uh, maybe Brock Bowers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he'll actually win it, but, I mean, there's a good chance that he is yeah. the best player in college football right now. No, I agree, man. I think the only reason I don't have him listed is just because he's a tight he's end. A tight yeah, end. I mean, it's yeah. just – I mean, we saw Devonta Smith win the Heisman at receiver for the first time since, like, what, 97, whenever Desmond Howard won it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I agree he's – it show me a better player. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know, but um, – yeah, I like it. I mean, I like it. I got. I still have C.J. Stroud at the, as the favorite. I just, you know, I think with the schedule and just the offense they run there, I just think he's going to have the best chance to put up the biggest numbers. You know, Ryan Day is not a is not as much of a take your guy out after halftime type coach. I mean, he's going to play into the third quarter a little bit, run some numbers up. Um, that's just the, how Ohio State's done it for a while. Yeah, I mean, he's really bounced back from week one and has looked really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, I mean, it's God, it seems like anybody that plays Nebraska is going to look pretty good. But um, who would you say your second guy is right now? So, I mean, C.J. Stroud. Yeah. you yeah. got to have him in there. And I mean, Bryce Young's looked as less good <laughs> yeah. right now, as of yeah. right now in C.J. So. Which is bizarre, man. Just like it really this, is. Like, he was just, you know – he just was so – he was the Heisman winner, rightfully so, last year. And I don't know. He um, – that Bama team is so interest, interesting, man. Uh, I, I don't know what to think of them yet. We'll see what the uh, week's coming. Who do they play this weekend? Do we have that uh, on here? They play Vandy. They play Vandy this weekend? Yeah. Okay. Wow. He'll really get to show off in that Yeah, game, they've I got Arkansas, though, the week after, I believe. So that should be a good one. Yeah. This is something we'll get to later, but I just found it interesting. Vanderbilt – is currently above Florida in the SEC power rankings. <laughs> um, so, I just just fun fact, especially for my Georgia fans listening. Fun, fun fact. Um, and uh, my number two is Stetson Bennett. Um, you just can't ignore what he's doing. Um, you know, just 
we talked about him enough, I feel like, to this point, you know, just about his story and everything. But kid's just unreal, man. Not, I say kid. He's 25. He's I'm 26. A, he's a grown man. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's about to be 25. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 16 for 23, 284 um, on a Saturday. And he ran uh, three carries, 36 yards, and a touchdown. Um, he's just going off, man. He's, he's, he's just taking the team and – and he's throwing it around, uh, running the ball so well. Um, he's just killing it, man. You've got to have him in that top three, I feel like. But, hey, do, do you have him at three? Or? Yeah, he's my third. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it just dude's just balling out. Um, you know, we'll see how he does against these. You know, we're getting into the better opponents after this weekend at least. I mean, you know, we, go to, um, we have Tennessee coming up soon. Um, Auburn, which we'll talk about Auburn. But, uh uh, we'll see how he performs against those teams as well. Yeah, I mean he's just a little white guy, but you can't ignore <laughs> That's his production right. on the field. God, dude, he can he can he can move too, man. So let's get into the games from last week. So I want to talk about this game first. Penn State going to Auburn. Um, it's just Auburn doing Auburn things. <laughs> what sort of talk about? I've never known a Clemson fan to just like seem to hate Auburn. So much. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate Auburn, but I mean, what have uh, they done? No, I understand. Um, yeah, did you watch this game? Like in, so I was I was at Truist Park on Saturday. Yeah, but I this is this game and the Mississippi State game were basically the two games that I actually got to sit down and watch. Okay. Penn State wins forty-one to twelve. Um, it was beautiful. Maybe I do hate Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> it this this game so it it it, it just. Auburn to me is doing everything wrong right now. There you you take the you take the the simple things that a coach or a fan will say like that you need to do to win this football football game tonight and Auburn's just not doing any of it. Um you know, you walk into a game with your buddies and you're like, "Yeah, I think we win the turnover battle. We'll get out of here with a win." Well, they're not doing that. They're turning the ball over. You know, don't uh, get too penalized, right? Flags everywhere. Um, win up front. Auburn's not winning up front. There's a problem, okay? That's that's their thing. Yeah. And they're, everything they're doing the is... SEC roster. <laughs> you got to win in the trenches, right? Yeah, and they're just, they're just not. Um, now, this is the stat that just blows my mind. Auburn had zero sacks in this game. And especially as an SEC, you know, as Georgia fan, just seeing an Auburn team with zero sacks in a football game, that just doesn't happen. That's not what Auburn is. They've got the, the one or two big guys up front that just are always putting up those numbers. And, and then you look on the other side of it, Penn State sacked them six times. So I just don't – I don't know what's going on in Auburn, man. Uh, you know, I've asked a couple buddies this past week, like, do you get rid of Harson? What a year and a half into this? I mean, this is—it's t- a disaster in Auburn right now. Yeah, that's uh, a serious conversation. Um, I, there's no—I I mean, my knee jerk would say no. Give a guy three years, and he's got to produce that third year. Mm-hmm. I and mean, if you look over it historically, if a coach didn't produce second or third year, they most likely aren't going to make it. Um, but right. there's just nothing like good to hang on to to want to keep them around 
Right. I mean, the success is is not there. Um, the, I mean, they haven't done anything good. I mean, what was it last year? They lost to South Carolina, and yeah, I, you just there's nothing positive to say about Auburn right now. And I look at these numbers; it's really interesting. You've got TJ Finley, eleven for nineteen for one fifty two, and then you have Robbie Ashford, ten for nineteen for one forty four. So it's you know even the quarterback battle. It's really just more confusing than it is interesting I, to watching me. Watching it live, I thought T.J. Finley played a lot better, mm-hmm. but their stats are eerily similar. I, I thought T.J. Finley played well, better than Ashford as well, but I look at Ashford and I look at what's happening in Auburn and I think, do you just put the best athlete on the field right now? Like, I don't know. I, I look at both of them play, and I think I feel like if I was an Auburn fan, I would want Robbie Ashford to be playing. You know, it, it's so it's a really strange thing. It doesn't make any sense. Um, they're just they play almost identical football games, and you know neither is terrible. And forty-one to twelve, just the defense doesn't show up. I mean, they. I mean, Sean Clifford, fourteen for nineteen, one seventy-eight. He didn't even have to do anything flashy to win this game. Um, I don't know yeah, when he that, came out. That was but. one comment I had on uh, Auburn not having any sacks. Penn State did only drop back 23 times. Yeah. And so that's fair. That's did, fair. Yeah, they didn't get too many opportunities. Yeah, because you had this guy, Nick Singleton, 10 carries, 124. Wow, that's a game right there, man. <laughs> 12.4 yards a carry. Wow. Dang. Yeah, and then, I mean, you look at the Auburn run game. Another part of their game that's just always been really good, It, it I mean – Leading rusher Tank Bigsby, which is, you know, supposed to be this. The man. Oh, dude, exactly. That's exactly right. And nine carries, 39 yards. I, I mean, most of their rushing yards were were the Ashford and uh, Finley combined. So, it, I, I don't, you know, I'm not an Auburn fan, so it doesn't matter that much to me. But I have no idea what's happening down there, and it doesn't make any sense. And Yeah, I, I don't think Penn State – was that good either going into this? Right. I thought That's it was why I picked be, Auburn because I didn't. I had no idea what Penn State was like. I thought it was going to be a tight game, and then Auburn would just mess it up. But really, yeah. Penn State just dominated. Yeah, and Penn State beat them last year too. I kind of forgot about that game. It was no, a really too. close game. Um, I think Bo Nix played like a really good game, and just they just. I think it was a pretty pretty late. Um, they like won real late. Um, so. I feel like I have so much more to say, um, but <laughs> this Auburn's just a mess, um, and I don't really know what steps you take right now to, to fix that program. It's 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 a disaster. So, all right. So now we come to Louisiana Tech at Clemson. Um, the game was kind of what it should be. The numbers that stood out to me. Well, Coker, you're the you're the Clemson guy, man. You take the lead on the Clemson game. So I mean, it's every game we've had this year so far is not gone as well as you wanted it to, but we still end up pulling away in the end, basically. Um, the defense, again, didn't look that great. There were some blown coverages, blown assignments. Uh, you do have to keep in mind we had Brian Brzee out, Tyler Davis, our two best defensive line, defensive mm-hmm. tackles. Makuba, our star safety, was out, and Nate Wiggins, probably our one or two best corner, was out. And then Sheridan Jones went out Yeah, didn't play in the second half. Um but with that said, we still gave up a bunch of big plays. We only got one sack, but 
A uh, fun stat, Louisiana Tech was getting the ball out in 1.8 seconds. Good Lord. So they're really – Furman beat us with the screens and kept us out of the backfield. Uh, Law Tech just got the ball out really quick to keep uh, our defensive line and linebackers from getting to the quarterback. Seems like that's a, that's a theme this year against Clemson. It's kind of the really only way you might beat them. Yeah, so the injuries mixed with how fast they were getting the ball out, uh, mixed with simple game plan – Mixed with uh, first-time coordinator, growing pains. I'm not really that worried about the defense. I think some Clemson people are more than me, mm-hmm. but as of right now, I'm not. I'm not hitting the panic button. Yeah, I just think. I think for me, the just the yards given up are just. I mean, 311 passing yards to, to Louisiana Tech. It just. I think I just see the numbers and I just think that's that's wild. But then you look at Louisiana Tech rushed for 12 yards. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, they came out pure air raid. Yeah, 20, 21 carries total between all their backs and an average of 0. .6 yards. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts, man. Um, let me see, two, I guess one, no, one touchdown. Um, what was it, 41 to 20? Was that the score of this game? 48-20. 48-20. Um, but yeah, so again, DJ, DJ looked a lot better. Um, when, he, when he missed, though, he missed really bad. Yeah. So he's either on the money or just way off. But I did I did find a fun stat. Uh, his his stat line was seventeen for twenty nine, two twenty one, and two touchdowns. But throws past the line of scrimmage, he was only ten of twenty two. Mm. So they did a lot of screens. They did a lot of uh, halfbacks in the flats to really pad his stats. Which I, not really pad his stats. I think it's part of the offense. But it ends up padding his stats pretty good. Um, K didn't look so good. Two of five, 19 yards. Threw one ball that should have been intercepted if it wasn't tipped. Um, he really needs, in my mind, more drives, more consecutive drives to where he can get into a rhythm and we can really see his potential. My problem with DJ still, and I know I harp on this every episode, and I'm I'm probably going to until the end of this podcast. <laughs> That's all right, man. But, but uh. DJ, I don't believe – I think he can get us to the playoffs. But if we do get there with DJ, those elite defenses that can really get after the passer are just going to annihilate Clemson and embarrass us. Right. He can't – I mean, there was one play where a linebacker was rushing up the middle, and he literally just looked at him. He mm. didn't even try to get out of the way. He just watched himself get sacked. Um, I would – Cade, I also think, could get us to the playoffs with our schedule. And his mobility – Gives us a chance. I, I really like when DJ he comes doesn't. in, man. Yeah, I really, I really like when he comes in. He just, he just like looks just, he just looks the part, man. I, you know, he just looks so comfortable and, I mean, true freshman, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, just looks like, it looks like Hunter, Hunter Johnson got in the game the other night. Yeah, he came in, I think the last try. Yeah, had one right. one. That's kind of strange. Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. You want to give everybody a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, I, I think, you know, I think Clemson will be fine. Um, you know, we'll we'll talk. We'll dig in a little bit to their game this weekend, uh, which is finally an exciting one to talk about. So, um, next up, we got Georgia at South Carolina. Just an ass whooping, man. <laughs> um, just a total ass whooping. Uh, you know, Carolina's under Beamer. They're just not there yet. Uh, you know, and that's not taken away from what we're doing at Georgia. They 
the dogs look so good. Um, but, you know, Carolina's just, they're not in the space yet to compete with Georgia or, you know, Alabama or whoever else, Tennessee right now, I doubt, Kentucky. Um, there's not the same realm. And, and, you know, Beamer's press conference, man, was as funny as always. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> it's just like so upset. Um, and, you know, kind of, it's, he, I love how realistic he is, though. Like, I think it was last year, right, when he was like, uh, he was just like, dude, they just got better players than us. Like, how am I supposed to win that game? And that's kind of the vibe you got from him this year, too. Um, you know, Spencer Rattler looking underwhelming, just like everybody with a brain thought he should look. I don't know what was up with the hype preseason with this guy, but, you know, played bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he played pretty poorly with the supporting cast at Oklahoma, so it shouldn't be too surprising. Yeah, I, I just the, – the, the hype behind this guy, you know, that didn't make it at his other college was just bizarre to begin with, and, you know. With that said, he did get beat out by a pretty good quarterback. No, he did. That's that's very true. Um, I'd really have the same argument for South Carolina that I do Clemson that the offensive line is not that great. How many how many playmakers do you have at wide receiver? You probably want to go with the more mobile quarterback that can extend plays and make plays with his legs. Yeah, w- one thing in this game that uh, definitely scared me as a Georgia fan was just there was a lot of rushing plays from Carolina man, and they they were just finding holes. And you know there were a few times where. We left them a hole, and they didn't find it. Thank God. Um, but, you know, their, their numbers wouldn't show it. You know, their leading rusher at 33 yards, uh, Juju McDowell, uh, which Marshawn Lloyd is kind of their number one guy. Oh, he got more carries, but less yards. Um, yeah, I mean, they only ended up with three yards of carry. Oh, yeah. And, and again, it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's just a, a little nitpick, I guess. It's something that I see and I think, you know, is uh, – I feel like Kentucky – their run game could take advantage of that Carolina couldn't. There were some lanes open, and um, even the kid, or the guy at Florida, um, can't remember the Rodemex name, but he, you know, he's a decent player. Could find his way through there. Tank Bigsby with Auburn. There's just better players than this Carolina uh, running back, and um, yeah, just some just some open holes that you just aren't used to seeing. You know, you weren't used to seeing that with Jordan Davis and uh, um, uh, God uh, Devontae Wyatt in the middle last year so but you know coker brought him up already man brock bowers i mean an animal <laughs> five catches 121 yards and i think he had two two no three touchdowns didn't he rush one yeah, in there too yeah one on the ground yeah they, they cut off they cut off the uh touchdowns on my paper here um this dude is just a beast man i i don't know they went up and grabbed one in the end zone that was just I, from from where I was sitting in the stadium, I had no idea he caught that ball. Like I had no <laughs> idea what was happening. I I could see the Georgia visitor section across the whole stadium, like going crazy. So I just was like, started clapping, you know. Like I guess he caught it. Um, then he just jukes some guy out of his shoes and just takes one. I think seventy five yards, something like that. Um, but man, have five catches and you've got three touchdowns and one twenty one. It's wild. Um, but this this really this really was just an ass whooping. There's not much more to say. Defense played great, offense played great. Um, yeah, let's move on to something way more interesting. Well, before we move on, yeah, um, to touch on South Carolina, I wanna, I'm probably gonna harp on this every week. Um, I think Shane Beamer can do it, but again, he's got to have coordinators that can elevate 
their talent. Right. Or they're going to be stuck where they are. Yep. But touching on Georgia, they're clearly the number one team in the country. Offense is probably number one offense. Defense is probably number one defense. Mm-hmm. And with that said, usually I'd be like, oh, well, they're hitting their stride too early. But they've got so much talent and such good coaching that I don't think that's going to be a thing for this Georgia team. Yeah. I, w- I, was, thinking, I was thinking about this, I think, on Saturday. You know, what we did Saturday, I think this Carolina team is not good. But, you know, I think what we did Saturday is something you as a Clemson fan are really familiar with, especially with the 18 team, is where you're the number one team in the country – and you go in and do what the number one team in the country should do. Or yes. number two. I don't know if Bama kind of rode that number one spot that year too. But, you know, you just do what you're supposed to do. You're the number one team in the country. South Carolina's one and one. You go to Columbia and you whip their ass. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and that, that's that's a big deal. And that's a big deal for recruiting. That's a big deal for, you know, just having a successful program. Um, if you're going to climb up there to the top, act like you belong there. And that's exactly what Georgia did. Um, yeah, it really shows they don't play off emotion. They just do all, go out there and do their job. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what we're seeing. Um, so here's a game I didn't get to see as much of as I wanted to because man, you get to those night games and like I can only flip channels so fast. Like I'm, <laughs> since I started the podcast, since we started the podcast, man, I'm trying so hard to see every game and just you can't watch all of them uh, at least entirely. Um, but we're gonna go into Miami at Texas A and M. A&M, was it 17-9 is the final? Yep. Right? Um, you know, I, I feel like I was thinking about how we picked this game last week. And you were saying that, you know, A&M would be fired up because of that loss last week to Appalachian State. And I said they would it would be kind of a letdown because I think they'd be upset with themselves, you know, just, to, just oh, my God, we saw Appalachian State in College Station. And I feel like we saw both things happen. I think, I think, I feel like A and M is probably a pretty significantly better team than Miami after watching a little bit of the game. But they won by eight points, and I think there was a little bit of what you said, a little bit of what I said, um, and just a this is a weird one. We've had a few of these really weird games um, the first three weeks. Just you know, not not super interesting. Pretty defensive. Um, Max Johnson's stats at quarterback are just wild. He threw 20 passes. Um, and, you know, this uh, running back for A&M had 18 carries, 88 yards. So they got, they got it done on the ground. But, man, just 10 for 20, 140 just seems like a strange stat from Max Johnson, especially coming in after, you know, sitting down for, what, three weeks, two weeks? Um, and yeah, Van Dyke. I thought like that was going to be the difference. That texted you. Yeah, during the week, hey, Max is gonna Max is gonna start. This is gonna be the game changer. Yeah, and game he really changer. they won, but it really wasn't because of him. It had nothing to do with him. You know, he. I feel like you know he maybe managed the game a little bit better, but I, I mean, I was way more impressed with uh, Van Dyke at Miami than him. And you know, Van Dyke didn't have a great game, but no. Which I wonder with the new coaching regime in Miami, Van Dyke kind of looks like a different player this year than he did last year. And I don't, I don't know how much of that is. Everybody's got film on him now. Yeah, versus the offense or quarterback coach, but he he definitely looks like he regressed a little bit so far this year. Yeah, it seems like it. That can happen in you know new scheme and everything. Um, yeah, it, I agree with you. Um, it, it was it was a strange game, you know. Not really a ton to touch on here. Um, yeah, 
It was just so defensive. It was. I feel like it was seventeen to nine for whatever. I need to check the uh, box score and see when the scoring happened exactly. But um, yes, yeah, it's, it's almost like two teams played that are consistently over high preseason and <laughs> failed to perform. Played each other and had a super underwhelming game. Yeah, oh, so shocking, man! I can't believe this happened. It's crazy. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, we'll just move on to uh, Mississippi State at LSU. Now, this was a good game. Um, I wouldn't take it that far. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good game. What was the final here? I wrote the I wrote the final scores on your papers and not mine. So <laughs> thirty-one to sixteen. Thirty-one to sixteen. Um, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't that far apart from most of this game. Yeah, I felt like the first half it was pretty tight. Mike Leach, I think, commented on this in his post game that. They uh they just got gassed in the second half and LSU really took it to them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Jaden Daniels played pretty well um, later on in the game as well. I'm trying to find this box score, man. Where's, am I just like not seeing it? There we go. Um, this is what I was looking for. So yeah, I mean it was wow. It was sixteen to ten Mississippi State going into the fourth. So. <laughs> I knew there was something really interesting there. So, so LSU scores 21 points in the fourth quarter. Wow. Yeah. Again, I was flipping all over the place, so I, I'm trying to remember this the best I can. It seems um, like Mississippi State got chance after chance, and they just did not convert. No, that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, Will Rogers still 24 for 42, 214. A touchdown, an interception. He's a very good football player. Um, and then Jaden Daniels, which, you know, we kind of – I feel like I was doubting him a little bit. 22 for 37, 210, one touchdown. Um, and then he had he rushed for 93 yards on 16 carries for one touchdown as well. Yeah, that was huge. <coughs> um, yeah, I mean, he, he played really well, and I think that might have been the difference in the game was the quarterback play. Um, again, Will Rogers didn't do any much – he didn't do much wrong. He just didn't do enough. Um, and uh, I thought I had something else highlighted for this game. But yeah, I put a little bit of money on this game on Mississippi State, and that was uh, it was not fun to watch. God, dude, you just man, that fourth quarter, you just kind of you, you see that spread where Mississippi State is favored in Baton Rouge, and you're just like Vegas knows something we don't, right? You yes. just kind of buy into that a little bit, and you're like, there's no way they would say this is going to happen if it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, LSU took care of business. Yeah. Um, all right, this is a game that I did not watch at all, but I want to talk about. Um, so Bo Nix goes off for Oregon. Um, his stats are weird, but he had five touchdowns. Uh, 13 for 18, 222, two touchdowns in the air. Nine carries, 35 yards, three touchdowns. Um, it's just classic Bo Nix. Oh, I know. Big upset, 41-20 final. Uh, this was, at the time, was it? Oregon was number 25, and BYU was 12, I think. Um, and I think Oregon's jumped back up to number 15 going into the game against Washington State this weekend, which I think could be a pretty good game. Um, again, this is just, you know, I kind of want to talk about this just for Bo Nix's performance. You know, I've, I've always been a Bo Nix fan. Um, I think he's a good player that makes really bad decisions. A uh, good athlete, um, just can never – just never do the right thing and hitting this game no interceptions 90.8 qbr i think he showed what he's capable of and at the same time what he just hasn't done well for his like whole career so yeah um all in one all right now it's time for our extremely famous segment um next level shit 
Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's your uh, first guy that did some next level shit this past weekend? So, Stefan Diggs went oh, yeah. off. Oh, yeah. Uh, scored 45, which I'm more concerned with his fantasy points considering he's on my fantasy football team. <laughs> but scored 45 points for me. And even with that said, though, I played a guy that uh, had two inactives. I had Stefan go for 45, and I still managed to lose by 20 points. Well, he had he had Tua and Tyreek, right? Yeah, thank, and that was Tua and Reek. It was 92 points, just those guys. Yeah. Yeah. So Which I don't think I've ever seen. <laughs> That's insane, man. I mean, you really would have had to have Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs to even come yeah. close to that this weekend. Um, I think. I don't know if there was another combo that could touch that. Uh, no, he is. That dude is so good. So good. I love it. I, I was actually starting to, uh, during the game, that was the Monday night game, right? Right? Wasn't it? Right? Um, but I was starting to uh, watch uh, Diggs run routes. Just, I just like, started watching him, like, just singling him, singling him out. And, uh, man, he's just, he's just so good at everything that position needs you to do. So my first guy is going to be Eric Gray uh, for Oklahoma. He... Went 11 carries, one, 113 yards, an average of 10.3 yards a carry, two touchdowns, and just a ass-whipping on Nebraska. I think earlier in the show I said Ohio State played Nebraska, but I meant Oklahoma, right? Yeah, I think I said that. Um, I don't know, but is Oklahoma legit on their first year for Brent Venables? You know, he, he inherited a program that was already great. You know, and last year I know was somewhat of a down year for them, but I mean, what they've been in the playoff like two of the last three of the last five years, something like something like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's very possible that he could just kind of coast to at least a Big Twelve championship game. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at the schedule, they basically well, I mean, Texas will be interesting. Yeah, they've right? got Texas, yeah. Baylor, and Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. All three of those. So, could. Could be interesting, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if he gets there, he's going to – they'll be proven, but they've got a shot at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Texas looks, you know, they they look pretty good. Uh, yeah. Pretty good. I, I I don't know how good, but pretty good. Um, who's your uh, second guy? So, shout out to Will Shipley. Man went off against LaTeX. 12 carries, 139 yards, two touchdowns, 11.6 yards a carry. Coming into the season, and, and really last season, too – uh, the Clemson running backs were regarded as the three-headed snake with uh, Shipley, Moffa, and Pace, but Shipley's separated. He is now mm-hmm. the clear number one, and there's Moffa yeah. and Pace right there behind him. Yeah. But he, he uh, went off against LaTeX last week. Yeah, I almost said something about that earlier when we were going over it, but I didn't even like look at your notes. I don't know if you even made a note of it, but I, I, was, I like figured that he was probably one of your guys in this segment, so I didn't yeah. say anything. <laughs> um <laughs> And then, man, I think, to me, the most impressive football performance of the whole weekend is Tua, Tua in Miami this week. Um, 36 for 50, 469 yards, six touchdowns. Did have two picks, but, man, I, you know, again, we just talked about his fantasy points. 50 fantasy points, at least in the league we play in. Um, unreal, man. I mean, I I feel like he's maybe going to end up getting like way overhyped now, and it's just going to be a meltdown. But 
Um, yeah, he's going to go from, I mean, preseason, everybody's saying, is he overrated? He can't throw the ball deep. Yeah. Is he really going to be a quarterback in the NFL? To throw in six touchdowns, it's pretty impressive. Oh, my God, dude. And it was it, it was impressive. If you watched it, it was very much impressive. Um, so let's, uh, let's get into this week's picks. Um, so, again, last week, I was 0-3. You were 2-1. And let's go. Chaz, who we had on, was one and two. Um, we're going to keep track of mine and Coker's throughout the year. So, I need to just make a note of this. So, um, so this week, we're going to go first to your Clemson Tigers, man. So, we got Clemson as a seven point favorite at Wake Forest. So, Wake actually scares me. But so, Wake Forest has more talent at wide receiver, which is just weird. Um, that is wild. Some yeah. of the guys you guys have had recently is nuts. So. That, yeah, I mean, we were wide receiver you for at least claimed it for a little while there, which definitely falling off that. But, right. Um, considering how bad Clemson's secondary has looked this year, that scares me. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't run against us, though. I'm pretty confident in that. But it wouldn't surprise me if they try the run for the first quarter. It doesn't work, and they just aired out. And I could see them getting a lot of yards and a lot of points. With all that said, though, I think we, uh, I think we put forty plus up against them and yeah. cover the seven. No, I think uh, I think so too. I think Clemson might roll. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I think uh, I saw a stat today that what's the coach at Wake Forest named Clawson? D- Dan- Dave Clawson. Yeah, he's never beaten Clemson. So. Uh, and That's right, yeah. I think that last year was the year to beat Clemson, if you're Wake Forest. Yes. And it didn't happen. So, um, I, I, I don't think it's going to happen this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I totally got Clemson on this one. Not, I, I don't even – I didn't really have to think about it that hard, yeah. if I'm being honest. I think Wake's going to put up some yards and some points, but I yeah. still think we're going to easy cover by two touchdowns plus. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, all right, Florida at Tennessee. Who you got in this one? Ten and a half favorite, Tennessee. Ten and a half. Oh, yeah. Who do you have? <laughs> I think Tennessee is just going to beat the brakes off of them. Um, I really do. Uh, in Knoxville, uh, I think Tennessee's pretty good, man. Unfortunately, I just think they're pretty good. And Florida's not. I mean, um, it seems like after that Utah game, everybody's figured out Richardson. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look. We we didn't even talk about this. I think I actually put it on the uh, breakdown of the episode, and we didn't talk about it. But South Florida missed a field goal. South Florida to send... should have beaten. Yeah, Florida. I mean, really, they outplayed them the whole game. Yeah. yeah, and that field goal would have sent it to overtime, and they missed it I, I, against Florida. Uh, I, Florida's not good, and Tennessee, I think, is pretty good. So, I'm not trying to sway you the other way. It sounds, it's like I'm like pick Tennessee. I'm taking Florida. Oh, <laughs> it's probably God. a terrible pick, but this this season's been so crazy that it just I, dude, I'm make, with you on that, man. It would, now in this dystopia, it would make sense for Florida to win. So, are you going to take? So, you think Florida's going to win, or not that it matters on in the, on the paper? But you think they're going to cover the spread or win the game? I could see them winning. Yeah, but wow. ten and a half is just a lot, dude. I love it, dude. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't love that. Which this is a, this is just a. 
Tennessee's like slightly lesser of two evils for me in this That's, game. So I, I both rivals, but uh, I was gonna say I'd rather just pull for Florida than Tennessee. <laughs> uh, um, Rocky Top is one of the worst songs ever. Oh played. God, dude. Oh God, we need to move on. Um, this one to me, I don't know. I guess home field advantage. I don't know. Blows my mind. Arkansas at Texas A and M, and A and M is a two and a half point favorite. Look, I'm just gonna say it. I'm taking Arkansas or Kansas all day. I don't. I don't. You know, I put it on here because it'll be a probably a pretty good game. But man, how do you? I just don't. I don't know. This is one of the games like I was talking about earlier, though, where you know, Vegas thinks this is a two and a half point favorite. Like, what do they know that we don't? Yeah, I was man? just about to say that. Uh, Arkansas looks. Good. What are they number nine in the country now? I mean, A and M. Look, you can't. I know upsets happen. College football is crazy. A and M lost to Appalachian State twelve days ago. That happened twelve <laughs> days ago. Like, and and you you just expect me to pick them to beat Arkansas that hasn't lost a game. And, and look, now Arkansas struggled against Missouri State last Saturday, so we have to at least say that. That's yeah. But makes man, more but man. No, I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm not taking a And M. There's no way. No, I, I, I don't. That is wild. Um. So and then I got two NFL games here. So the first is the this this one became very interesting after this weekend. The Bills are a four and a half point favorite at Miami. I think that's why it's as low as it is. Yeah, probably. And, it uh, would have been probably a seven ish. Yeah, I would think yeah, seven either six and a half, seven and a half, something like that. <sighs> And even even after seeing the seeing Tua and those, I mean the Dolphins, they have some athletes on that team. I mean you got Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill now. I mean that's that's insane by itself. And then, yeah. uh, I don't know. Um, this is a tough one, and I, I I should have been prepared with a pick right here, but um, oh, you really don't know. I don't, man. You you're taking the Bills. Bills all the way. Yeah. yeah. Last week was flash in the pan. God, that Miami, Miami looked nut, and it's in Miami, and I, home field advantage definitely isn't what it is in the NFL that it is in college. But I'm taking the Bills too, man. I, I think the Bills are just on a just a war path. They're to, just so solid, and that's yeah. I, I will say the Bills in Kansas City this year. I think their defenses are just really good. Yeah, I they think both have elite offense, obviously, and I just I, it's hard for me to pick against the Bills, especially when it's only. It's less than a five point spread. Yeah, I would take I would take Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs over Tua and Tyreek Hill. Yes, I think that's how I'm going to look at this game. Yeah, um, you got Aaron Rodgers and the Packers heading to Tampa Bay to take on the slow start Buccaneers. Uh, your Super Bowl favorites, man. Which I'm not against. Still, it's it's weird, but. Yeah, what are they just like two and zero or something? Three. Yeah, no two and zero. I mean, Tampa Bay is minus three. Three point favorite at home. Um, who are you taking? Right here? So I mean, Tampa started slow, but we've got to remember that Tom Brady took like eleven days off right before the season started, or right. something like that. Yes. Um, so I mean, it's it's not surprising they're starting slow. Yeah. With that said, I mean, it's the goat. You 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 take Tom. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take uh, Tampa as well. Did we take? We we no, took. I took Florida. No, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, you took Florida, okay. All right, cool. It'd so, be weird if we just took all the same teams. 
Well, I was saying, did we take all the favorites? But uh, okay. we both picked Arkansas, and then you picked Florida. So, interesting. All right, cool. So, my, my project for the next, uh, like, week, or I guess, like, four or five days for the next episode is to come up with some way, like, an outro. All right? <laughs> Can you, like, help me with that? Like, some ideas, like, bounce them off of me? Um, you know, if anybody wants to, like, let me know an idea, my, my buddies were texting me earlier, like, telling me, like, little, little, little critiques here and there. So, um, yeah, just... Uh, we need to figure out like a like a like a a song that we can just like let like take us out, you know, something like that. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, uh, uh, follow us on Twitter, Bruce at Bruce Football, um, and uh, let us know. Leave a five star review. Let us know how we can make the show better. Um, and uh, yeah, you got anything on the way out? Go Tigers! <laughs> All right, go dogs! <laughs> See ya. <laughs>